I am Brad Levitt, host and founder of A Finer Touch Construction. We are super excited to bring this amazing guest list to you of people that specialize in business, marketing, social media, entrepreneurship, and most of all, how to build a great company. AFT is a local commercial and residential general contractor located in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we are continuously seeking ways to bring value to our industry, clients, and network. Please subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And a big thanks to our sponsor, Sub-Zero Group Southwest. We've worked with the team here in Scottsdale at Sub-Zero Wolf for many years now. Uh, just an incredible team from their custom service to communication, uh, the friendship we've built with them, and they've always stepped up for every project, every customer, and can't thank them enough for their participation. So if you're starting a new kitchen project, the Sub-Zero Wolf & Co. showroom is the place to start. It provides an immersive environment to help you realize the possibilities of your future kitchen. Discover what it may feel like, look like, taste like, all in an exploratory, no-pressure showroom. No matter who you are, consumer, owner, or member of the trade community, the showroom is ready to assist you throughout your entire project. I visit the Sub-Zero Wolf & Co. showroom in North Scottsdale quite often. It is just a few blocks from my office, so it is a perfect place to meet with my clients and the designer on the project. When we arrive, we meet with a showroom consultant whose sole focus is catering the visit to our needs. They seek to understand what products may be best suited for the client and then explain and demonstrate special features and functionality. We can browse the complete line of Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove appliances and then view them in beautifully designed vignettes, helping my clients envision how the appliances might look like in their home. The best part is that the consumers can interact with the products, turn the knobs, open the drawers, and ignite the flames, discovering the best fit for them. With the help of the showroom consultant, each visit is truly unique to the client. The relationship with the showroom does not end with the appliance selection process. Throughout the entire project, the showroom team is there to provide helpful solutions and offer advice and assistance. After appliances are installed, owners can expect a lifetime of support and helpful resources. The Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove showroom is the place to start, experience, and bring your vision to life. Schedule an appointment at your nearest showroom by visiting www.subzero-wolf.com backslash showroom. Now, our guests this week on the podcast are Jason Rayner and Dan Ryan. Uh, most of you know them as Rayner plus Ryan, you know, Rayner Ryan, which are photographers. You've seen me tag them in pretty much every post that I've had on social media. And many of my colleagues here in town from designers, architects, and fellow builders also use them. They're extremely talented, hardworking, and we dive into just a little bit more about photography. You know, what stands photographers apart, but more than anything, how does photography impact our marketing strategies as a business? You know, I've, I've spoken a lot about the power of marketing and photography and what that can do to showcase your brand and why it's so important to invest in good photography. And even a step further, not only is good photography important, you know, to have that right look and capture your audience, you know, visually with, with the way that the photos are lit and designed and the vignettes and everything else that goes into it. But the photographers are a big part of that. But more than that, we talk about the relationship with your photographer. You know, having worked with Jason and Dan for eight years now, you know, both of us have grown our businesses together and, and we understand the desire you know the, the importance of marketing and so what happens is jason and dan follow our stories they follow our instagram our social media so they know the emotional journey of our projects for the two years leading up before they come in and photograph they know the special elements the special design features what was important to the client to the designer and then they capture that i don't even have to walk them through they already know because they've been following along and how important is that to have that camaraderie in that relationship and you know, big thanks to them. They, they're truly talented and, and they dive into just the importance of licensing and, and understanding the value that they bring. And you're going to really enjoy this podcast. They're fellow business owners. They talk about the jump from leaving, you know, as they're freelancers working for a big firm. And then now they, they started their own company and some of the pains that go with it, as we all know, as business owners. So enjoy. So welcome to the AT Construction Podcast. I'm Brad Levitt. And today we have Jason Rayner with us and Dan Ryan. Welcome, Jason and Dan. Hey, Brad. Thank you. And Jason and Dan, Rayner Ryan, uh, for all of you that follow us, which I know most of you do, have seen me tag them literally on every post because they've done every single project we've done to date and more to come. And it's fun to sit here with them because from our early days when we first started here at AFT, uh, they were with us from day one, even on some of these little kitchens we did and some of these little bathrooms, as I talk about all the time, you got to start somewhere. And uh, so big thanks to them for, you know, the continued support. We're on the journey together. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's amazing to see how your business has changed. And we're going to dive into that because I, 
you know, this is our first time having our, you know, photographers on and we want to dive into a little about about photography, but also um, just licensing and some other things that most of us not familiar with the industry are aware of. But before we do that, Jason, I mean, Jason, I've known you and Dan, you came on board. So, you know, how did that relationship start? How did that connection um, come into play? The Internet, uh, we met years ago on a photo sharing website called Flickr. And uh, Dan was living in New Jersey at the time. And we were both uh, we both got our start in this field through photographing uh, high-end homes for realtors. And we connected online, and I think we were both in similar spots career-wise where we were doing the best work we could and, you know, still wanted to ascend. And uh, we just became each other's sounding board. We exchanged DMs and then emails, and then, you know, we're texting every day, uh, trying to trying to better ourselves and push each other and it it was always sort of a a running joke like man one day like how cool would it be to shoot places together one day like we'll team up and um that was always just sort of in the background yeah i remember hearing about like the huffton crow photographers and being like oh you can like do this with someone else like oh that'd be awesome if you do that together and then uh yeah what you texted me was it like almost five years ago well just over five years ago and uh like, hey, there's an opportunity to come out here if you want. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, me and my wife, we two weeks later, we flew out. Uh, scoped, you know, was, this was August. So I was like, I'm going to sell you on Arizona during the summer <laughs> rather than yeah. the winter. Like, let me show you how bad it will be. Well, if um, you can withstand the summer, then you're fine. So Yeah, so uh, it was 115 degrees out, and uh, we... Uh, we're here for about a week. We kind of toured everything. We were like, okay, let's, let's do this. We went back to New Jersey, sold everything in a month, packed up the car and uh, drove out here. And uh, I think we spent like uh, a year and a half, I think, uh, kind of half in real estate, half in architecture design. And then we uh, formed uh, Rainer Ryan more with like the purpose of we just wanted to go into the direction of shooting architecture and design so let me ask you this because at the time i believe jason you're working for um a company or at least a, a media brand mm-hmm. right and you were and and so dan you came on to partner so you're both working on that brand at the time before you made the jump on your own yep. yeah so we we're both independent contractors for a company um you know doing doing our best work because that's how we are but you know under someone else's name basically and it even before we founded our business, I mean, we started started working more in the design build field, and uh, we just it came to a point where we we're faced with we we're at a, a fork in the road, and it was time to take a bet on ourselves. And you know, it's it's scary. I mean, going going from a a company position or a contractor or freelancer position to you know jumping in all in everything yeah it's different and uh, luckily i mean dan has had experience running his business in new jersey that he brought a lot to the table and it was scary you know we thought we'd have to be you know pounding the pavement and taking meetings and really trying to like get in get our foot in the door and it just you know a couple a couple great clients like you and a few others have always always shouted our name from the rooftops through social media and it's really it just took off from there. Well, it's easy. I'll, I'll say, and we'll get into some of the specifics of like just lighting and, and the way you do your photography. But the one thing that I, you know, as I look at marketing and I, you know, got involved with social media, the one thing I notice is, you know, from a contractor perspective, I look at other builders and designers and they have this amazing work, but it's not photographed that great. And yet here we are, and we didn't have the most glorious projects at the time, but then we get our photos back from you guys and it's like blowing us away, just the quality and level of detail and, and that's where it's it's amazing because that took our brand to another level. And so the partnership was always there, you know, which we'll get into. But I guess, you know, going back to that, you know, there, there's, you know, an entrepreneur is either a lot of times they're born out of necessity or it's like natural, right? And, and in your case, there's a lot of um, anxiety when you're like, hey, I'm going to go start my own business. And, and so what's the advantage? You know, a lot of people will reach out to me and say, hey, Brad, I want to start my own company. And what should I do? And, you know, my biggest thing is, well, do you have experience? You know, have you understood, you know, just how to bill and the accounting and the management and the personality and all this stuff? Why 
why have you not worked under someone to at least get some of that experience? And I guess to this point, I mean, you worked under a media company, but you had the opportunity to refine your craft, right, and work on that and be, build a name and then build reputation and build clientele so that when you go on your own, you're not just starting from scratch. So, you know, how did that impact at least that jump to, to start your own company? Uh, I think our our freelance work before allowed us to really hone our craft. And so that was, you know, we tried to make every shoot the best we could. And that allowed, you know, when we have the confidence in our craft that then we can delve into the the business things. And that's, I mean, that's, as you know, it's just never ending the, the back end work that, that needs to be done. I mean, the photography is... Yeah. Almost the smallest part of the equation when it comes to um, following up on emails and estimates and monitoring, uh, copyright monitoring and all that. Um, and like I said, I mean, I'm super fortunate that I was able to start it with a partner that had more experience than me in it and have leaned on Dan a lot business-wise. And he's, you know, bowed to his, his input and instinct when it when it comes to that. So how does that work? Is there, do one of you take more of the role as far as the business side of things, you know, the accounting and the following up and the, the back end? Yeah, that, that all, all that fun stuff falls on me. <laughs> um, I had the background, uh, I got into photography coming out of the 20, 2008 crash. And so for me, it was all trial by fire. And uh, so in a way, this time around was easier because the world wasn't melting down beside me like it was in 2008 and um you know i got in, uh, i got my butt kicked um by some real estate agents early on and learned some hard lessons and uh so like what was it like what when you say that you know were there people that took advantage of you oh, yeah, or what? like you deal with like especially when you know it's like i started you know i was like under 25 so you have like deal with like ageism where people are like i don't want to pay you that money like you're a kid um yeah you deal with bullies uh, you know, you, people lie. It's like people lie to you, being like, you know, telling you certain information when that's not true. And so, when we started this, it was like, I'll, I already kind of like went through it, where like I notice, I could recognize this is a good opportunity versus a bad opportunity. Um, and even now, like you know, it's easier to uh, shut down bad behavior. You know, and that's always been my philosophy. Is like I uh, like money doesn't matter to us. Like, it doesn't, we, like, invoicing, that's, like, the afterthought. Like, we just care so much about the photos, and um, having the privilege to take photos for a living isn't lost on us. So we like to be happy when we do it. So that's, you know, we'll uh, um, kind of focus on, you know, working with good people who uh, we have a good relationship who make us happy, and uh, that's kind of like what, we, what we like to focus on. Well, I will say just from a builder Mindset. I, I should say for my, what, what I enjoy is that th there's a trust there in the sense that when we go to a project, I mean, most of the time I'm not even on the walk with you both. I mean, you go, you can look at it and already know the shots I'm going to get and the angles and everything because you, you both already know it's kind of that same eye. And that's really important in photography, right? Because what you're shooting fits the marketing that we're doing for our brand, you know, behind the scenes. But going back to your point, Jason, too, is, you know, photography is the easy part. You're both super talented. I mean, that part's the easy part. You know, and I think, you know, I, I relate it to my company where, you know, doing the construction's easy and, and you see companies fail because they're good contractors, but they're not good business people. Mm. And it's really hard and you're a good architect, but you're not a good business owner as an architectural firm. And it's trying to understand how much time do we spend chasing leads and how much time do we spend marketing? How much time do we spend, you know, um, vetting customers and bidding projects and bidding photo shoots, you know? And, you know, you can spend all this time that you can't bill for. And then how do you manage that and manage the clients and the communication and the emails and everything that comes onto it? So are there any secrets? I mean, as you've refined your company over the last five, six years, you know, as you guys kind of hit your groove, you know, have you found any tricks or techniques to, you know, or is it more just aligning yourself with the right people that have, you know, that same mindset? I think um, I, when I when I look back at, it would have been great to come into this field through mentorship and to come in with an understanding or having seen already, okay, sort of how things should go. And that's 
something that I didn't get coming into this as a freelancer. And I think it's probably becoming, you know, it's going that direction more and more because anyone can pick up a camera and some lighting and and take a crack at it. So it would have been great to come in with a different understanding of the business because it's been, you know, we, we learn on every job, whether from a photographic standpoint or from a business standpoint, there's always something to learn. Um, but yeah, I think it is aligning aligning with clients. I mean, th- it's so much of this is about relationships. Like, yeah, we see some great houses, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, when we're happy on a job, it's because we've been trusted or respected. Um, it's been a collaborative effort with the people that we work with. Uh, and we, we really value that. Which is amazing. So, you know, I think experience is super key, as you mentioned, Jason. If, it, you know, if you can work for someone and have, you know, for you coming as a freelancer, you're trying to figure out yourself. And now as a business owner, trying to figure it out. You know, whereas, you know, if you can work under someone and have that experience, it really gives you a head start. So now, you know, as you move into projects and you're working with, you know, us as the contractor, the end client or the, you know, whoever, whoever it is that you're photographing for, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges that you deal with that we would not be aware of? Copyright infringement. That's probably. So let's get into this because yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, th- this is re- this is like a big thing that I know we've spoken a lot about, Dan, yeah. over the years, and you too, Jason. Um, and it's interesting because my my mentality's changed about this. I think most people don't understand, and where I had to have some education, and I'll fall on the sword here. Before you guys went off on your own, you were working for the media company, and um, the person that I would interact with. You know, he'd say, okay, Brad, you know, it's going to be X dollars to come photograph this. And if we have someone involved, it's going to be this much. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, let's just arbitrarily say, okay, it's going to be $5,000 for the shoot. Well, if I have my designer participating, shouldn't it be 2500 each? And they're like, no, because there's licensing and there's still work and there's other things. And I'm thinking that the more I have, the more split, which is not the case. And the analogy was given that it's like you think about music, right? If someone's creating a, a soundtrack... You know, there's licensing deals for all the different people that are going to use that. And there's a reason for that. There's value that you guys are providing that we need to understand. So walk us through, I guess, the licensing part of it. And then, of course, the difficulty as a photographer of even managing that because the problem with social media, we can just take a snapshot and repost it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so when it works best is when, as a project is finishing, to get everyone on board and you know, construction, designer, architect, engineers, I mean, anyone who has uh, a need for these photos when they're done to reach out and figure out how can we maximize or make this shoot the most efficient shoot it can be and uh, having, uh, you know, everyone participate, it lowers the cost for everyone. Uh, what happens sometimes is uh, someone will say, like, oh, I'm not going to participate like we're fine we don't need photos then they see the photos they're like oh I kind of want those photos so they'll take the screenshot and uh, and post it and then we have to come and say hey you can't do that because we just had four people pay for photos why should you get them for free and mm-hmm. that's kind of always been our mentality is like we don't do this out of greed we do this out of protecting our clients and the investment yeah that investment like, yeah the, the time yeah. And investment, I mean. Well, there's time, there's photography, there's editing. I mean, you know, all the resource and everything you guys are doing behind the scenes. But the, you know, like the, the terms of service of like Instagram is like you can only post photos that you have the rights to, to post. To post and, uh, or something else uh, I saw recently. Oh, the, like some of these um, big brands now, they're doing like, oh, like if you want us to share this on our Instagram page, respond like read this terms of service and then respond with like hashtag this company can use my photo and like we've looked at that and like they put all the responsibility on you the client um so if you give them the photo which if you read the terms of service you don't have the rights to do anyways if we have if we get into a legal matter that company is holding you at fault so then if we get into a legal matter it's all on you for giving them permission. And I think it's this, it's very uh, disingenuous that uh, people are doing that. And uh, like we've had 
a couple instances with copyright infringement where we got to the stage of like, I think we need to like lawyer up here and it's come back to like, well, you're going to have to like sue your client too. And we're like, well, we're not going to do that. Yeah. You know, and it puts us in a tough position. So we try and communicate as much up front and try and like, you know, set the uh, mentality for everyone of like, let's all do this up front and to mitigate any, uh, you know, copyright infringement stuff after the fact. Well, I can say from my perspective, I think for anyone listening, you know, I look at it this way that, you know, I understand like our brand, like we're seeking to bring value to our customers, to our clients. And there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes to do that. And, you know, at the same time that we we hope that, you know, the end user, our client understands the value and that's why they're paying us to do this work. Right. And it's the same thing for our teammates here, our photographers that, you know, I need to be understanding of, okay, well, Jason and Dan are here. They're doing the work behind the scenes. Like, I should not be sharing this photography. Well, first off, I can because we're signing agreements to it, but I shouldn't be giving it to someone that hasn't participated and doesn't, you know. And then I should also be monitoring, you know, how they're using and taking snapshots and reposting. So going back to that legal advice, here's a question for you because I know we've had instances just between my company and you all, not us internally, but where we've had vendors say specifically, Brad, we're not going to participate. We don't want to purchase these photos. And then here we are a month and a half later, and these photos are reposted on their Instagram or Facebook, you know, that are a direct snapshot of my social media page, right? Or they reshare it, you know? So how does that impact me or what, you know, when the lawyer says, hey, you'd have to talk to your client, you know, is there a bypass where you could go straight to the supplier or do I have to be involved? No, so most of the time, like, uh, just to use them as an example, like Sierra Pacific, uh, windows like they um, they'll find out who shot it and then like they reach out and figure out the licensing with us like uh, and they've done that I know for us yeah, too yeah. because they reached out who did the photography we love the shots we want to use them in our marketing and branding and then we give them your info and then you can set up uh, an agreement you yeah. know between you and them to license those photos I mean the imperative is not on you to to police how other people use the photos that you commissioned I mean we when we get to a shoot, we're commissioned to create photos for for you, for your company to use to promote yourselves, to market yourselves and the great work that you do. And if someone else likes those pictures and wants to use them, the impetus is on them to do that legally. And it's it I mean, unfortunately, I think there's we're such, we're in such an image laden time that it's so easy to just screenshot or, repost and stuff but at the end of the day who does it affect like it affects these two guys trying to provide for their families, their families. and, and yeah. you know and when you have big big brands like national vendors retailers that you know have like the agree in the comments for us to use it and they hold you know they're indemnified against anything that's you know what's it, it pits us and our clients against each other and that's mm-hmm. not what we're interested in i mean we value we value the relationships more than the invoices and that's been our involvement with you with a lot of this is there's been times where someone's taken a bunch of photos and when i reach out to try and work out like licensing with them they're like oh no brad said we could use the photos <laughs> i'm like i don't think he did that <laughs> but like let me just call and i'll call yeah. like hey brad like this company's saying you know that you gave him the photos and i'm i'm 99.9999 percent sure that's not true and you're like no it's not and that happens a lot. Yeah. Is someone told us we could do this. And I we had an instance with another person, another company recently, where like three times they said, oh, no, the architect said we could use these photos. And the third time I said, this is the third time you're telling me this? Every single time you tell me it, I call the architect and ask them because I have a relationship with them. What do you think this does for your company um, that they keep hearing that you're blaming them for copyright infringement do you think that makes it likely for them to use you again in the future and i think it's just so short-sighted how people think like this isn't uh you know this isn't a a million dollar purchase here this is you know a couple hundred bucks we're looking for and you know they'll do everything they can to skirt around it and they blame everyone else uh but themselves it's definitely something we're noticing on the marketing side where the young marketing people I don't think are getting the education about licensing or anything like that. They think it's just like, oh, I just screenshot out my phone and I can post it and do whatever I want with it. 
Yeah, when it comes to bigger companies and we're interacting less with the person at the helm and it's, you know, a marketing assistant that's out of college that is really good at Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and stuff. Yeah. And that's why they're uh, doing the marketing for that company. And then there's no, there's, it's, it's ongoing education for us. And that's what we, we proactively, you know, we look for the opportunities when it's from the initial email, we're doing education to, hey, like, we're pretty easygoing. You can use the photos for just about anything. Just don't give them away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, you take the time to schedule the shoot, to get the place ready, to to be there, uh, all of that. And then Maybe someone else just gets florals or like yeah. fruit or whatever. I mean, all that stuff that's going in for the shoot itself, right? Yeah, it's it's time and effort on for you and for us. And there's it's our belief that you know no one should be benefiting off that for for free or reduced. I mean, we have plenty of uh, plenty of clients, especially when it comes to commercial spaces, that'll purchase the extra licenses to like to gift them. It's a practice we encourage, like. You know, we we like to see our pictures out there. We, you know, we love them, love for them to benefit everyone that's involved. But you know, we're also we're craftsmen too. You know, we mm-hmm. put everything we have into every shoot. I mean, and I, you know, you pull up your website, and I think that's evident from the beginning. You know, it doesn't. There's no judgment like that. It's a remodel. I mean, we had a great relationship from the very beginning, and uh, you know, we wanted to create the best photos we could of the projects regardless of what it was and that's we always want to put our best foot forward this got way off track (laughs) no no this is perfect no this is exactly why i brought you in i mean i wanted i mentioned to dan i want to talk about licensing i think it's important but i think the the core value here that you guys mentioned that is applicable for any business is setting expectations right because the more that we communicate the more we set expectations the clearer we are you know it's just easier to be successful and that's just life in general i mean that's relationships that's business and when you look at it from your side, you know, okay, I, I fully understand the commitment there with photography that, yeah, Jason Danner, like Brad, you can use it for social media and your website and marketing and, you know, all the things that we're doing, podcasts, you know, and you guys have been great about that. But at the same time, you know, there has to be protection there where a lot of my vendors do participate and some of our designers participate and they want photos and they'll work that out. But then we have a couple where that have gone south and to Dan's point where, you know, it's the reputation where if I know a vendor is not being ethical with this, then I know that maybe not the best partner for me as a company, right? Because if it's happening just with something simple as photography that's pretty cut and dry, where else are there, you know, these disconnects in our relationship and our communication? And that's and that's the important part of this, you know. But as we were kind of alluding to, Jace, I mean, you know, as a company, you know, we had to start from somewhere. And the one thing that you both did is you optimized, like, our projects and, and showcase it. And I always tell people, it doesn't matter you know, where you're starting, like do your best marketing, put that money in photography because it'll pay dividends. You know, that investment is so important. You know, so what have you guys found to continue your education? Because with photography, even though you have an eye, you're talented and you've gotten better over the years, you know, how do you continue to educate yourselves on different techniques, on products, you know, innovation, you know, all the new technology that's coming out, you know, how do you quickly stay on board with everything that's moving so quick? I think it's probably similar to you. The education is every day, every shoot that we work. If you're not walking away from a job having learned something, then where are you? You know, you're just gliding. I mean, we really look at every shoot as an opportunity to push ourselves. And I think each one is is a bit of education to us, whether from the the photography side or the partnership side. I mean, we try to learn something every day. Well, and I think from the technology side, you know, going back to the comment I was making about the investment, I mean, not only are you out there spending time or all day, <clears throat> you know, photographing and then editing, but there's also the equipment, right? There's a lot of money you're investing in equipment to have a superior product that's now going to photograph better and lighting. And I've seen where you'll take, and well, I shouldn't get into any of your secrets where I've seen how you do some of your photography, but it's it's very um, detailed how you'll take, you know, a certain angle and you'll um, retake that photos in a lot of different ways. And then, you, you know, and you utilize that. And there's there's value there from my side that I can see the time that you're putting in behind it. So, um, you know, 
from a builder's side or an architect or designer, what are things that we should be mindful of during the process or at the shoot itself to make the process better for you, you know, the experience better? Um, I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of, like, having having the house or project done. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, uh, you know, we started from residential and wrapping up a house is like much easier than wrapping up like a commercial project and it's, it's always uh, funny to us when uh, we'll be on like a, a big office building shoot as they're finishing it and have to turn it over the next day to the client and everyone's running around and we're like this is a little bit different than residential yeah. <laughs> we're not used to this many people running around um, so that's always something where you know as having it as done or you know uh, having the least amount of moving things on the day of the shoot um, again, the licensing, the cost sharing, like having everything up front as far as who's going to be using these photos. Because that also, you know, if you have an architect, uh, a builder, an interior designer, um, all of them kind of have, uh, there's like an overlap as far as photos they need, but then they also need some individual um, kind of photos. And it's uh to kind of know in advance, like, oh, the interior designer is on, like, they're going to want mm -hmm. this type of photo where the architect might not have any, might not see the value in that one particular shot, but then there's this other shot that the architect is like, oh, man, I love that one, and the interior designer is like, I don't care about that one. So it also helps inform the photo shoot as far as, like, what we feel we need to capture. I think that's really good, um, you know, it's really important to understand that because when you look at other vendors, as you mentioned, like Sierra Pacific, that I know has participated in some of these other companies, they may specifically want photos of, you know, say if it's Kohler, if they want their fixture, sub you know, Sub-Zero Wolf that wants something, they're applying. So you're going to photograph that different, which means your schedule's different, the way that you're itemizing the shoot, you know. So that's why it's important to understand beforehand who's going to be involved so that you can now focus on that. Yeah, I mean, we want to be able to keep things in the back of our mind on shoot day, like, okay, are we... You know, are we uh, providing material for everyone involved? You know, is this going to benefit as many people as it can? So, yeah, having going into a shoot, you know, from your side, going in with all the ducks in a row, you know, taking the time to, to email around a little bit and say this is happening, who's on board. I think the other thing that we encountered that's troublesome is when we shoot a place for just the uh, just the builder or just the architect or something, and then the designer brings their own photographer in, Mm -hmm. who makes it look like a completely different place, usually not in a good way. <laughs> and, you know, and then, you know, someone, the exteriors person, you know, the landscape or pool has a different person. It, it's, that's tough. It's like, it's incongruous to see a house so many different ways. It's like, well, which way, what's the most true? So a lot of, I think what Dan and I care about is the story. I mean, I met a client on a construction site uh, this week for some progress photos on, showed up and it's the first time I've seen the place and I'm like all right tell me the story like that's what I want to that's what we want to hear is how did this come to light I mean we're there for this cherry on top this sort of last day um to culminate and give closure to, to the project that you may have worked on for one or two or three years so we want to hear all of that to to keep in mind you know there might there might be things in a build that might not register to people outside the industry. And, you know, when it's like when you come in and like you wouldn't believe how much it took to get the, you know, all the effort it took to get this ceiling the way we wanted or anything like that. We want we want to be part of that. You know, it's like I said, it's we value collaboration a lot. So we want to be able to tell your story, the trades people's stories. We want to we want to tell a story about the place and ideally you know, everyone, we want everyone to share in that story and not have it be so disjointed. Well, I'm glad that you teed that up because I know that we weren't planning on discussing this, but one thing I'll say to that point, Jason, is, you know, when you think about marketing, and as I talk to a lot of companies about marketing, is it's all about the emotional journey, right? Which you touched on. I mean, there's an emotional part of, if you can capture that in some way of whatever it is, it doesn't matter if you're a cosmetic dentist and you're, as I've spoken, you know, you're, you're showing the client that would never smile because they're self-conscious about their teeth, but then they're blind, they're, you know, they're purchasing their plane ticket, they're flying to Dr. Brian Harris, they're in his office, they get their teeth done, and now here they are at a wedding and they're smiling and as happy as can be. That emotional journey, like, speaks to people, and it's easy to market that. And when you look at building, 
I look at it this way. The reason why I've never entertained other photographers, well, there's a lot of reasons. You guys are super talented. I mean, <laughs> I don't, uh, we, we know that. But what I'll say is that, and I tell people why you need to invest in good photography. Well, you can market that emotional journey. And especially, you know, we're very active in showing, you know, the history of the project and the stories behind it. And some of the things that are important to our client or some of the things that are a little tricky for us. And one thing I'll say is why it's really important not to just work with maybe 10 different photography firms is that if you're an architect, designer, builder, and you can have a relationship with someone like Jason and Dan, Jason and Dan are following our social media. So behind the scenes, they're watching what we're doing. And without unbeknownst to me, we had a project a couple years ago where Jason and Dan had seen us do this ceiling. They had seen us do this threshold with uh, black granite in the track. And here we are that, you know, they take these pictures and send them to me without us ever speaking about it because they had watched um, – the process they had seen how we're doing that and then they wanted a photograph you know to photograph that because they had seen us you know speaking about it and that's where it really that synergy is created because when you have that relationship and it's funny as i meet with certain designers and builders and architects and pre-construction they're looking at it like okay jason and dan are going to photograph this so how do we want this image to look when you open that door can we get a full shot of the vanity can't is it you know the water closet going to be in the way and so they're thinking through architecture just to say Jason and Dan are coming in, so we got to make sure this is you know set up. That's yeah, that's being being on the journey with you. I mean, it's you didn't have to, you weren't at that house like steering the ship completely. It's not like, hey, look here, get me a picture of this. I mean, we got pictures of it because we're invested mm-hmm. in you, in your brand, in your journey, and the same with a lot of our clients. I mean, we're yeah, we're we're there watching what goes into a project, and it's I mean it. We talk about it all the time, how fortunate we are to be the ones to to tell the story, to bring closure to a project. I mean, that's that's paramount to us. Like, it feels really special to go in at the end to something that you and your team and dozens of other people have really spent a lot of their time coming to realize. And we, it's our, then it's, you know, you then it's our day that. to yeah. get that across to everyone else you know you can't you can't bring your 50,000 followers through a home and say look at the detailing here that's what we're there for yeah which is everything and so let me ask you guys you know photography there's so many different angles you know you have people that you know want to do weddings and you have people that do you know portraits and you know landscape or you know architecture so what what, how did that passion come up for architecture? What made you decide that, you know, this is really our talent? Probably started a little, a little differently. I mean, when I was in college, uh, the, the company that I used to work for came to me and was like, hey, you know, we're, we're, would you like to shoot houses? And I was working at a camera store, like behind the counter <laughs> at the time. I was like, huh. So you weren't even doing photography at the time? I, I was. I was okay. in I was in college um, for fine art photography. It was, okay. it was very different. But you were working at a, at a... Yeah, so I'm, I'm shooting film in yep. school, and then I'm working at a camera store. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got asked to, sh- to photograph a house. And I was like, oh, that's never... I would have never, never thought, thought of that. that. And then, you know, so I came into it bringing a much... A, just a different set. You know, I brought sort of a fine art... Uh, background or like the eye to detail for making huge prints that that's where I think it comes from for me and it it just took off you know it was years of shooting homes and that really turned me on to 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 spending time looking at the architecture and design and the treatment of it and not just getting in and out Um, so I mean if you asked what what the different fields are like I mean I think starting I think like the real estate mindset is different. You're, you're sort of there to sell something, like to sell a thing. And lifestyle photography, um, like we see more and more sort of lifestyle photographers come in and you know, shoot their friends' homes, and that's more of like uh, selling a look. Yeah, an aesthetic. Maybe, yeah, an, a, an aesthetic. It's To us, it's very temporal it's like what's that's it's a trend like what's yeah. in right now mm-hmm. and then and we come in wanting to wanting to tell the story of the place or explore the narrative of the home and what went into it yeah we always think it's it should be like an organic process like i we're trying not to place ourselves 
in the image, like where, uh, you know, there was a trend. I don't know. I saw some good videos of Jason showing Dan pushing the car to volume. <laughs> but there's a... That was one of my favorite videos of all time. I think on every that, shoot, I see Dan pushing the cart of all your equipment. That, uh, how do we get more DMs about that? We'll get random DMs from people and like, when you're bringing back the cart? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we're like, I, I want to see, you know, a little montage of all the carts on our projects. You know, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, the cart. We don't use a cart anymore. For anyone listening, what it was is so what Jason Dan did that was really creative. You know, you think about how to be creative on marketing. So, Every time they set the shoot, they had a big car, you know, where to move their lighting and cameras. I mean, all the equipment that goes into it. And so it must have been Jason. He's, you know, every time Dan's walking and they'd be at a commercial project or residential project, he takes kind of the same video of him walking, pushing this cart, and then they merged it. And there's like, you know, eight different projects of him walking through every time. And it was a good caption of just showing the day in the life. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you keep up, you keep up what you're doing, and we're gonna have to take the cart to cover the, yeah. the 12, 15, 20,000 yeah. square foot place. We're gonna be hoofing it. Yeah, so we'll bring that back. But even that stuff, get your hiking merit that, badge. Like those little funny videos, like that's a like uh, we put effort into those. Like it's not just something like we're like, okay, so look best if you're walking by here. And I think that's, uh, you know, something we try and pay attention to detail, like, wherever we can. Like, there's nothing that's, uh, um, you know, we put up haphazardly. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you know better than anyone, you can't be passive on social media. It's, mm-hmm. you, you should be purposeful. I mean, people, I, th- I think I've heard you remark, like, someone recognizes you at the grocery store. And, uh, I mean, my 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 neighbor and great friend is a contractor, and uh, we spent, he or he'd help build a treehouse for me. And he, like, you're a rock star. <laughs> then like we, you know, we talk about you and your brand and everything. And there's that consideration too, when it comes to social medias, what we love hearing on initial inquiries, initial phone calls, like when people say that they feel like they know us, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's important. It's not just, yeah, I think we take pretty okay pictures, but we're also, you know, this, this duo on the other side that, we want that to come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of my favorite um, instances was, you know, we would go to, like, these uh, architecture talks and just to, trying to take in as much as we can to help inform our photography. And, like, this company hired us. And we walked in, and she goes, Oh, it's you guys? <laughs> like, because she had seen us at all these talks, and, you know, it's just, like, a funny moment where you're, like, it's like she already kind of knew us just from us trying, you know, to be part of the community. That yeah. goes back to your continuing education, too. I mean, that's, that's like, we don't show up and then, you know, shoot, and that's the end of it. Like, we're on the phone with each other five times a day, you know, talking about work and life and whatnot. And then in the off time, I guess, you know, it was before the COVID and stuff. But we'd go to, we'd go to these architecture lectures, um, you know, between downtown Phoenix and Taliesin. I mean, we're, we're, we feel like we're part of the community and we, we enjoy that. I mean, we, we love to just absorb, uh, what we can and it informs what we, what we bring to a shoot when, you know, we, it's continuing education. Yeah. And it's it's a lot easier to, I would say, educate yourself or continue pushing the envelope when you're passionate about it, when you love it, because, you know, I think anyone listening, you know, as you're in your business, you think about, okay, I need to find my wheelhouse, you know, my stride. Like, what am I good at? What am I not good at? What do I like doing? And we found, you know, there's projects, and I won't call them out, but there's some where I get inquiries, and I'm like, well, this really isn't great for us. Like, it's not really a good fit. There's someone better that can do this, and I'm sure with you both, because I know you freelanced, you know, you did architecture, you did real estate, you did some others, but, you know, as you look, well, real estate's probably not the best because of the way you know there's a lot of passion and time you're putting in and you want to bring that value and so you're looking for the end client that's going to understand that value that's investing in this long term so how did that come into play you know where you're like well now we have we've hit our stride and we really know the projects that you know speak to us i think um uh while we both uh kind of learned on the job by shooting real estate i think the one of the common things between us is that there's always been this uh drive to get better and I think you hit a point of you know with real estate like it's 
you got an hour, two hours maybe. To yeah, I was going to say explain the difference because yeah. most people listening probably don't understand. Like if you're if you're photographing for a real estate brokerage, you know, there's a difference. Not that you can't do quality work, but there's a difference between that and the investment of doing a custom home that's a designer architect Bill's been working on for two years. Yeah, the um, I, th- I always hear like real estate photographers, like a lot of times they'll call themselves like architectural photographers. And I think early on something that even we had done. And now like being able to look back, we're like, it's two completely different things. It's like headshots and weddings. That's It's that different. Even though it's the same subject matter, um, you know, like, we like being in a house all day because then you see like how the house interacts with the light and different times of day the house looks different and you know when we're shooting real estate you know you're almost at the uh you're limited by when you can get into the house how much time you have there so there's times where you know you'd be like all right i'm shooting this house and like the sun is directly behind the house and you're like well this is like the wrong time of day to be shooting this and you're like well it's the only time you could get here so like make it work and it's very much just about, you know, uh, doing as good of work as fast as possible. Where, like, shooting the architecture and design, I think it's, you want to be more mindful. You want to be more thoughtful about what you're creating. Why are you doing this? What are you showing? And, um, yeah, anything. Yeah, I think, you know, photographing homes for sale is, you know, it's sort of documenting and presenting to people it's selling something for them and it's it's different to to be there and spend time with it and um to me i mean nothing in a photo is by accident like i want to get things i want to get everything where it should be and that takes time um yeah. well i think what's important to think you know from behind the scenes when you're thinking architectural photography and that's kind of the level like real estate you're going to show up you have and a lot of window, you're going to get a photograph, they can put on the MLS or market it, however they're going to do. But when you're looking at just the time, and this goes back to the licensing and, and the value you're bringing. I know from our interactions, you know, if I have a home coming up, you know, Dan will call me, okay, Brad, we need to come scout it. So we're going to come walk the house and you're going to tour it, the entire house, everything inside and out. You're going to come by different times of the day to see where's the sun coming in, where's, you know, especially in Arizona where it's pretty much sun all the time, like, <laughs> Where, where do I might what time do I need to come get the best shots and then we coordinate the times of day you're going to be there and that you know there's an investment there of your time beforehand you know leading up to it even the day of the shoot you know just to make sure you're capturing everything to the best of your ability yeah I think that there's um, from a person hiring a standpoint there's also this what are you trying to do with the photos um I always think it's, you know, companies now should be trying to build a brand. And, I mean, that's like, it's, I don't know, it's been talked about over and over again. But it's it's very true. And it's, uh, you know, when you're hiring a different photographer in every project or you're just hiring the cheapest photographer, that's what you're You can't create a brand, yeah. And it's, well, I mean, now more than ever, like, we communicate graphically. Like, it's photos, videos, and memes. Yep. Like, people just read headlines now. Like, it's just whatever fits on that square on Instagram or wherever. Like, that's all people are reading. And so, like... And not only are they only reading that, but when you look at these companies like Instagram and, you know, uh, TikTok and stuff, they have these complicated algorithms that are actually monitoring how long the users are looking at that screen. And if they get to that photo and they just swipe through, Instagram knows that, and it changes their ability to have a bigger reach. So, if you have engaging content, good content, good photography... Instagram's going to check if someone's looking at that photo for one second or five seconds. Yeah, we want to stop them in their tracks. Yeah, for you. I mean, and that you know, the audience, the audience matters. Going back to your question between like real estate and lifestyle and everything, it's who who are you making pictures for? Is it just sort of this wide audience that's you know skimming through Zillow, or you know we want to speak to people that value that share values that mm-hmm. that value architecture and design and detail and finish work and texture and surface. I mean, all of that. So we want to be, we want to speak to, to our audience and yours through the photos. And how's that differ? I mean, if you're just speak to, cause you have photography experience, you know, for someone who's doing live events or weddings, you know, how, you know, what's the difference in maybe setup or complication or editing, you know, as opposed to what you're doing, 
you know, because some people may think, oh, even though it's moving, you know, um, but there's a lot more difficult side to the architecture because the lighting and all the time behind it, right? So what are some of the differences between the two? Um, I mean, I, I assisted a wedding photographer, like when I was in high school, this is years ago, and it, it took, it took doing that, it took going on weddings and stuff to know, like, that wouldn't be my wheelhouse, you know, directing people and, um, anticipating everything. I mean, that's, that's a a big burden, a very different, uh, not burden, but a very different endeavor than what we're doing. It's, you know, we're playing this like long game with architecture and, you know, the wedding and stuff is very like fleeting moments. And I have insane respect for people in other fields. It's, you know, it took doing stuff to realize that it wasn't for me. It's like, we, I mean, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make every shoot the best it can. And sometimes like if a shot doesn't work out, it's like, we're going to come back in like <laughs> two days and just re-pick up this shot. You can't do that in <laughs> yeah, like, other scenarios, you know, with a sports game yeah, or anything like, like that. Like a couple Uber rolls in. You're like, all right, we're going to have to come back and do yeah. this yeah. night. Like if it's a wedding, you're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're there. You got to make there. it work. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, had clouds roll in on a design build shoot like a week or two ago that just took over. I mean, dust and lightning and stuff in the, in the evening, like the weather's been funky lately. And, you know, I finished shooting and, you know, sort of felt it out. It's like, I might hit you up to, to come back. Let me see how they look and got back to the computer. And I just, I wasn't happy with the photos and it's like it, I would rather just, I'd rather go shoot it under the right circumstances. So we waited another like two weeks, you know, luckily uh, our client and his clients were, you know, they were great about it and opened their house back up. Um, and then, you know, I was able to, to shoot it under the right light. And it's like, oh, this is so much better than trying to like salvage it in editing. And that's what we don't want to do. I mean, we don't want to come into a place and just overwhelming, overwhelm it with our lighting or trickery. I mean, we want to, we want to do the the home or the building justice and it takes thought to arrive at the those organic images but we want i mean we want it to resonate with people mm-hmm. we, you know so much more than you know just flipping through like oh yeah pretty white kitchen that's that's pretty pretty easy to hit with but you know for a whole home we want we want photos to resonate with people and i think that's a difference i mean i look for if i'm looking at books or other photographers or anything it's what stands out to me is when I feel it you know it's a, a successful image to me it should almost be visceral and I think I you know building building a home building someone's dream home especially is a very got to be a very emotive you know it's an, an emotional journey emotional, and yeah. that's not that's not lost here yeah which which is amazing so is there any type of architecture that you love the most uh you know as you're going out there and you you know, you're able to shoot all these different styles. Is there one that you get excited about that speaks to you? I think we just like the stories, the thoughtful, like when we find out the story behind it or the thought that was put into the design process, like that's always, I think, the most fun for us. Uh, we just like the, you know, little details and the fun stories about the projects. But it, I mean, it took time arriving when, I mean, we because we, that's a common question we get mm-hmm. is like, oh, what's your favorite type or, you know, what kind of home would you want or something like that and it's like we we came to realize that we value thoughtful design it doesn't matter what like what uh pigeonhole you try to put it into if it's modern or um traditional traditional or anything like that santa barbara it's it's really like when we show up it's we can tell when there's thoughtful design we always love to hear from clients like the considerations that they made when designing a place or furnishing it and it's like when there's thought like yeah anyone can you know a marble countertop might be cool because it's super expensive but is it functional you know there's Mm -hmm. there's just different considerations and that's it resonates with us when there's a lot of thought put into even down to the orientation of the home the way it might shield the pool or the surface you know the finishes that were picked to that reflect their client's story that's all that's all in in the mixing pot for us and I think that's important. It's, it's good to have that perspective because, you know, we did a, a design competition, as you both were super involved in, you know, in downtown Phoenix. And we had three designers, three totally different styles, you know, but each were very passionate about their design that were totally different and, you know, spoke to people different ways. 
And even though that was the case, and you guys never said which one was your favorite, but you still photographed them in a way where it really showcased what the designer was trying to do. And, and you know, there's value there. So when you're looking at a project, you know, for instance, those projects where you capture some amazing shots, right, that we've used still to this day, you know, four or five years later, you know, what is the perfect shot? I mean, what are certain things you're looking for, you know, to capture? Because I, when, when I walk homes with you, I see you both kind of walking through. You're visually almost as if you have a camera in your hand and you're doing these angles and you're always notorious where you have one shot of the kitchen and one from the other way. You know, that's kind of one of your signature things. But, you know, what are certain things you're looking for? Again, like, this, you know, the story and, the, you know, the, the thoughtful design and stuff like that that, you know, gets informed to us before the shoot. And then I think there's also um, kind of like how things, how we can bring your eye through a photograph by positioning furniture a certain way or positioning the camera a certain way. Um, I think that's what we're, you know, what we're looking for is almost like what would stop us from scrolling? You know, as we just talked about, it's like that's what we're like, oh, like there's usually like, oh, one of us makes that noise, like, oh. <laughs> you know, we're like, what do you, what do you have? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and that's kind of, you know, what we're doing when we kind of, like, walk around the place and we're just, uh, you know, even when we do the scouts, you know, it's it helps us have an idea. But even the day of, there's just moments that happen. You know, sometimes you're just, like, walking, you know, you're walking through a room and you kind of stop. You're like, wait a second, I just, I think I saw something there. And then two of us will get together and be like, there's something here, like, what are we trying, you know, what can we accomplish here? What's going to look good? Um, yeah, we want to bring people, it's always in the back of our mind, we, if, if they're not there, we want to bring people in a, in a matter of speaking into that space. So, I mean, composition is king, you know, where, where things line up. I mean, how the lines lead through the frame. Um, is there a balance there? Is there uh, an attractive light quality there, you know, or do we revisit it later in the day? things like that are all, I mean, every, every time we put the tripod down, there's just, there's a number of considerations that go into it. Yeah, it's just so important. And, and what's interesting, so when you look at other photography, other work, I mean, for me, I look when I travel um, or I've been in other hotels or other projects, you know, you, you, you get inundated with construction and I sit there and think, man, that's really complicated, you know, how they pulled off this detail or this, you know, this construction. I can't imagine. I was in New York City with my wife and I'm looking at how they're doing the construction in New York. And I'm like, there's no way I can't even get my guys to stage stuff here in Arizona and we have land. You know, so as you're looking at other, <laughs> you know, as, as you guys are looking at photography, I mean, are there certain things that, you know, that mesmerize you, that catch your eye, you're like, oh, I need to, you know, I'm, I'm curious how they did that. Or certain things you're like, oh, you know, they could have done this better. You know, you seem to be an off, I'm sure, a critique, not in a bad way, but just, you know, in, in the continuing education that we're speaking of. There's a handful of photographers who uh, we aspire to be like, and that influences influences us quite a bit. Like our, uh, we share photos back and forth on Instagram all the time. Like, yeah, just like this guy again. Like, man, how does he do it? Like, um, it's always something that um, you know we're looking at. Uh, it's tough. Um, it does. Uh, it's hard to like look at it, all the photography out there. It's almost better to not look at it, so that you can kind of try and stay true to yourself versus and have your own flavor, if you will. Yeah, yeah, because I think at some point then you start chasing trends, mm-hmm. and you know, like there was a trend uh, fifteen years ago of you know putting light on everything, <laughs> everything had a spotlight on. Yeah, yeah. And now you look at those photos, and at early on in our career, like we chased that look and. It's, uh, you know, you realize, I mean, look at the photos years later, like, <laughs> those look like they were shot in 2003, you know, <laughs> like, um, and so, yeah, that's something that, uh, you know, we just try and stay true to ourselves, and, you know, we look at a couple other photographers who are above us and kind of just worship their work, and... Uh, I mean, I think if when you're out and about and you you pick up on detailing and staging and finishes and stuff, I think that what speaks to us is the photographic side the the light the color palette um the composition and balance there it's that's what what resonates is yeah 
Which I, I, I can see that. I'd imagine you're looking at a photo, and even at more detail than what I'm looking at, I can look at a photo and maybe see, yeah, this is great lighting, it's a great photo, really speaks to me. But you two are looking at a level that's a little bit deeper, you know, where you're looking at the composition and depth and everything that has that speaks differently. So That's sort of how, how does it make me feel. Yeah. I mean, it's... Which is a, that's why photography, I mean, this is why Instagram's so successful, why Pinterest and House and these platforms that are very visual, you know, why they're so beneficial to our company. So how has social media, you know, impacted your business? I think in some ways there's never been more of a demand for photos in the history of time. Like everyone's looking for content. It's definitely making, you know, between the cost to buy in to becoming a photographer now, like it's, it's on your phone, you already have it, so it's a pretty low uh, cost of entry, so it's kind of led to some, I guess, saturation of the market. Um, but at the same time, you're like, there's so much work out there, and it's wonderful that there's a platform that, you know, there's many platforms where you get to share it, and, um, you know, it's one of the things we always talk about is like the whole set of photos and it's also nice too like you can go to places now and see like what does the whole house look like because so many times someone's like yep here's the hero shot and you're like well that's nice but like how does the whole house look and being able to kind of go and uh look at all that now it's uh i I like it um if if it's uh how how has social media affected our business i mean Social media is our business. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. from from day one. I mean, that's it. Without knowing, became our platform, and a lot of our a lot of our work comes in that way. And if it doesn't, a lot of our initial contacts. Um, I mean, it always it always blows me away to hear because I think Dan and I really just like we put our heads down and we want to do great work for our clients. And that's we forget that there's you know that once the the pictures go out there to you know, you can't control who sees them or anything. And something we hear all the time is like, man, I've been seeing you guys everywhere or, you know, cause this it's, it's a community. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, people we follow, follow you and vice versa and other designers. And there's overlap with everyone and vendors and all that. And we hear a lot that people just, I mean, they see us every day and we're not, you know, we're not posting or storing every day, but we're still there. Like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. sort of that omnipresence is really, it's it's still really really humbling to me um that other people notice or when they comment like i knew this photo was yours before i even <laughs> saw yes. the tag and i yeah i just i it's well, really I can amazing see it. i'll say because i know in our network you know there's a lot of other designers and architects and builders that use you and um and i instantly know like your photos right there's like you can just tell you know but it's great because i mean you know for everyone listening i mean it is so important to partner with good photographers. I mean, this relationship that Jason, Dan, and I have had has been eight years now, right? And essentially, I mean, you guys have seen, you know, our beginnings where we started um, and, and how we've grown, and a big part of that's because of you guys. Um, and it's really cool because as contractors on the country come to me and they're like, hey, Brad, you know how to build in Louisville, Kentucky, and one in Dallas, and, and they're like, our customer came in with your photo, like, they printed it out, they brought it in, they want their kitchen just like this. And the reason that is, is because, yeah, it's a great kitchen. There's a lot of thought in the design, but, you know, the picture really capsulates, you know, the emotional part of that. And they see that and they want that. And so, you know, it's a, you know, that's why. And that's why we've said why everyone, and I uh, speak about this endlessly, invest in your photographers, invest in photography. And as we mentioned, you know, that culture, that relationship, that, you know, following each other on Instagram where now you're seeing follow my build for a year and a half when you come you already know you know the story and you know what you want to get so we we sit on the other side of the table and we feel like we're part of your brand mm-hmm. and it's the same oh, with, are, with yeah. other clients when we have this relationship together i mean we're we're part of the brand that you've built and we want to we do what we can to tell your story and that's you know, it's not just showing up with a camera i mean it seems so simple but it's really like look at you know look at what we've done together well you guys are amazing and i appreciate you making time i know you're both super busy and right now to come on the podcast you're not out there doing what you do best which is you know photograph this amazing architecture here in scottsdale and around the country so where can our listeners find you uh, we're at rainer ryan on instagram and i doubt it's spelled how you would <laughs> think it would be it's r-o-e-h-n-e-r 
R-Y-A-N. It's Jason Rayner and Dan Ryan. Yep. So we're on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Great. And we'll tag you. And of course, the website, we'll get all that tag for our listeners. So big thanks, Dan, Jason, for making time today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Brad. Happy to do it. And a big thanks to Jason and Dan again for coming on today. And a couple takeaways, you know, one of the things that really impacted um, our conversation, they talked about that people communicate visually, right? It's videos, photos, and memes. You know, how important is it now to invest in good photography? And we, we touched on that, that people are visual now. With short attention spans, you know, the more visually striking your photography, uh, your work, the more that people are going to stare at that photo, they're going to... Um, emotionally connect with that photo which again all of these social media platforms are tracking that through their algorithm so the more that people are staring at it the more audience you're going to capture and and that's why it's so important to have that similar look similar style invest in good photographers don't always look for the cheapest one um you know every market's going to be a little bit different but if you have the opportunity to build a relationship with a photographer and and communicate on each and every project there's going to be some cohesiveness that really helps with your branding and marketing and it's so important you know companies need to build a brand on social media they need to build a brand through marketing and there's no better way to do that than photography and video and again big thanks to dan and jason they're phenomenal check out their work um they do travel i know they've done shoots all across the country you know i guess my plea is don't make them too busy so i forget about us no but all in um but all kidding aside they're they're truly talented and, and great people 